kiss and tell But I've been seen with fair up I've never been with anything less than a man So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field And on fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <risa> Bienvenidos, empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa. Y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Boogie Nights was a great documentary. It was. So was uh, Magic Mike. Clearly, clearly. But gorillas in the wild, shaved gorillas in the wild. Okay, With family James night. Hill? Family night, Dobbs balls out. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Torre, looking good. Winfrey, couple of nice catches. Uh, anybody that's worried about Stokes, uh, grab your shit and go, because Stokes will be just fine. And uh, Jordan Love. He's, he's starting to look like that quarterback that we drafted that's supposed to take over, you know. If we remember correctly, Aaron Rodgers didn't look too good the first couple of years, but he did take a team that went to the NFC Championship game the year before. So, you know, he was put in the right situation. Jordan Love's in the right situation. And like I said the other night, like I said uh, even last night on uh, Pack Daddy's uh, podcast there, uh, his live stream, <laughs> I said – I think all this hugging that we're seeing Aaron Rodgers doing is his way of hugging everybody goodbye. This this might be his last. This this it, it looks felt like that it's way, it. didn't it? It felt that way when he ran out of that tunnel and kind of gave this thumbs up. I just the first thought of it was how shitty it's going to feel to have him do that for the last time when you know, and it's we we kind of know it's coming. I do feel like you after just watching the way he's opening up on the interviews and his demeanor and the way that he's acting, they've asked him if he's going to play until he's 45. And he said, absolutely not. Like it, there was no question. So he's not thinking of playing for a long time. He's not concerned about that. Um, yeah. Jordan love buddy. Uh, what I'm liking about Jordan love is in the interviews, when you see the way that he is approaching the questions and looking at people, there's, a switch that flipped with him. And I genuinely believe that his development was slowed by COVID and just being in meeting rooms and zooms as opposed to being out there and actually really putting in the work that he had to do. And he is not leaving both Watson and love. You just, every picture you see or video that you see coming out, there's one of those dudes just right next to him, just talking, right? Like he, 
and he's pushing him and letting him know. So it does feel like this might be Rogers last year and we have all the tools in place, which is what we've been looking at to make it happen. Right. And I know you, I I know that you were, we can start here. Um, I know that you guys were kind of messing with me a little bit on the, on the round table that we had, which shout out to Matt, Pack Daddy and JJ always just great. It's great awesome. point of view, man, because it's completely different ways of looking at things and it always just really puts everything together. Dude, the attitude's there for special teams. The coach is there for special teams. The personnel is, eh, we'll figure that out, right? Like that's the whole point of training camp and the games. Dude, maybe I'm, I'm just biased because when I played rugby, I was the kicker. You know, I would drop kick or place kick most of the time. And the timing and everything, and that's just one person without everybody else relying on, or the kicker not relying on everybody in front of him to make it work. Inconsistency from a, a place kicker that's, and I know he's young, right? Like, it's okay. I get it. He can work through it. But mechanics are mechanics in kicking, dude. There's no... There's the mechanics and then there's the mental part of it. And I'm generally Coco inconsistent now. All of a sudden he's turning around the long snaps over the head penalties on just with no pressure, no, no real football pressure. And the kicking is atrocious fielding punts. And I know they blame the jugs machines. You know what, dude? If the ball's in the air, catch the fucking ball. I don't care if it's jugs machines. What, when there's a 60-mile-an-hour wind with snow, you're going to well, have – Well, doesn't, it doesn't turn over. It doesn't turn over properly. So it's it's a lot more difficult to catch. Well, then what now, I would do is pick a ball that doesn't turn over to the Packers. It was the it was the it was the jugs machine was not spinning it right right and that's why and Lafleur was visibly upset about it because mm-hmm. he's like the number one thing we have to fix this year is fucking special teams and here we go we've got the guy we've got the equipment he's he's getting rid of guys he's probably even recommended that we get rid of a couple of guys that Lafleur really likes but we want a special team so we're just gonna have to listen and, and get that special teams going right and then you get the bloody jugs machine won't work. Like it's, it's like you're cursed, you know, there's a concern that that's my only concern with this entire team and injuries. There's, you know, that's Savage, the only concern for me. Savage had a hammy pull up lame, whatever. Yeah, but he ain't going to play. He ain't going to play in the first, first two games of the, uh, of the preseason anyway. So, I'm at the point now where I don't want to see any start, any of our star starters, none. Just get a break a sweat with maybe one or two series and then get them out, dude. I'd much rather get blown you out. You're not going to see them the first one. game. You're not no. going to see them the first game. You're you're going to maybe see them a little bit in the second game. Third game, they're going to do a series or a quarter, depending on right how that first series goes. And then that's it. It's going to be the Aaron Rodgers show. First game of the year. That's what uh, I agree. You know what? It's it's uh, it's speculation, which leads to constipation. Yeah, right? I want right to do a little here. teaser. I want to do a little teaser okay. right now for those people Good. who only listen for the sports uh, trivia question. Here's the trivia question, real quick. Here, you ready? It's going to be. Oh, oh no! You know what? Maybe it's going to be in a few more minutes. Scan through. Keep keep thumbing through, or you could just bloody listen. Okay, I'm starting to see these times where it gets released, and then I'm like, okay, it gets released at uh, one o'clock Central mm-hmm. Time. Uh, the trivia question, you should be hearing it around the 46-minute mark. And five freaking minutes in, somebody's got the trivia question right. So yeah. the idea is, is that you listen. Maybe the trivia question's now. Here we go. Trivia question right now. Ha! Nope, not yet. Not yet. I'm going to do that this whole pot. Maybe no. I'll do it at the end. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in the middle. Maybe we'll do it right now. And it's not just answering the question. It's putting it on a piece of paper, putting on your jersey, and tweeting out the picture or sending us a picture with you in a Packers jersey. That's is the what way you need to do. That's what it is to do. And, and if you don't have a Packers jersey, that's fine. You don't have to have a Packers jersey. Wear your Packers shirt or your Packers hat or, you know, if you've got a Packers tattoo, right? Something Packers. And I want you holding up a piece of paper and, and then you, you tweet, you send us that pic. You can email it to us at PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. Send it to us. Facebook. Send it to us. Twitter. Right? We got to see it. Instagram. 
Instagram. I guess you could do it Instagram. Yeah, tag us on Instagram. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's the trivia question. No, no, not yet. You know, so <laughs> Ramsey got added. Ramsey got added to the injury report right before practice, and they actually called practice 20 minutes early just because I guess there was some muscle cramps. They were hyped up, real deal. They were trying a little bit harder. They were sweating. Like you saw my daughter, uh, Matilda, was watching the game with me. And uh, God, who was it? It was uh, Ford was taken off the helmet. And he was walking, and he was just dripping in sweat. She's like, he sweats a lot. And I was like, babe, they're all sweating a lot right now. Oh, so- stupid humid. Stupid humid, right? Like, I, even even where I lived yesterday, you step outside, just to walk to the truck on the driveway, I was coated in sweat. Like, so stupid humid. Today, it's a lot nicer. It's uh, 22. It's a little overcast with a bit of a breeze. I had to, you can see... I had to wear a sweater today. Oh, I love it when it's like this because then it's, I got shorts on and a sweater. So not only am I warm, but I'm showing off my chicken legs. Yeah. It's okay. They're white. It's all good. They're, well, Are you at the lake? Wait, ha- have you lost your lake color yet? No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I've been outside every single day basically since, right? So, oh, yeah, you work outside too. So, all, all right. Day, yeah. I got a question for you. False. You can only, you can only oh, pick okay. one. You can only hey. pick one. If oh, you okay. had to have one player come back this year off of this list, who would it be? Mason Crosby, David Bakhtiari, Eldon Jenkins, or Robert Tanyan? Full full speed, full, 100%. Which one, if you could only pick one? Oh, it's a toss-up between Crosby and Tanyan. So you're the offensive line, the offensive line, we can move guys around. We can, you know, we're losing one guy on the offensive line hurts, but it doesn't kill you. Missing your kicker, that could kill you. Missing your tight end, that could kill you. I'm going to go with Crosby. Actually, I'm going to go with Crosby. And, And I know I'm harping on this kicking stuff, but really, do you look at the Bears and the Vikings struggling how many years trying to find a kicker? Minnesota lost. Four of 14 games that they had within a score, they lost eight games within three points, and it was their kicker that gave them issues. Again, if you can look at the playoff game last year, right? I mean, it was all it just those close games, and we're going to be in close games this year. I know a lot of it might not be like, like, look, next week I've got some good news, some good – not good news, but I've got some news on the 49ers who we're facing next week. And it's pointing towards your prediction a little bit about they're going to be a mess this year. Um, but, yeah, our kicking I, – I would probably lean Crosby too. I might want Eldon Jenkins. I was kind of in between Eldon because if you get just one of those guys back on the offensive line, it becomes a top-10 unit again because – I'm very comfortable with our center. I'm very comfortable with Ryan and I'm very comfortable with Yash at left. And if we're able to put Eldon at right tackle, then we can maybe kick Zach Tom or Hanson into right guard. And that's a pretty solid fucking line right there, man. So it's kind of between Crosby and Jenkins for me, but yeah, I was just, I was curious to see because that's, that's what the other than, you know, Patrick and Mitchell and Jenkins and Taylor and Hill, who are also on the on the pup or on the injury list. So it is what it is. Do you like speaking of the offensive line? You brought up the offensive line. Do you like the starting uh Yash, Runyon, Myers, Hansen, and Newman as a starting line? And then Zach Tom was also at right tackle. Would you be good starting with those six as our top six offensive? Yes. yes. Because we're going to be running the ball a lot, and those guys are run blockers. That's exactly what I was going to tell you, dude. They're all run blocking. All yeah. of them. Yeah. We're going to keep Aaron upright, and we'll have to lean on him. There'll be a few games where we come across those defenses that are like, yep, you ain't running on us today. And that's fine. Aaron will pick them apart. Use Dobbs, Torre, Lazar, Cobb, Tunyon, Lewis, Jones, and Dylan. Right. There's enough tricks in the uh, tricks in the bag of Lafer's offense, so yeah, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I hope Buck comes back. I'm optimistic. I think Jenkins comes back before Bach. And 
Well, Jenkins is just the, well, not that it's just, but it's just an ACL, not an additional injury. And he's younger. He's starting to move around and the timetable is nine to 11 months. So where are we with him, right? It's pretty damn close for him to, to come back. So he might not start the beginning of the season, but as long as we get one of those guys back somewhere mid season, I think, or beginning, you know, week four, right around there, like the first quarter of the season, if we can get those guys back and get a little bit of synergy, because the offensive line, as much as talent dictates a lot, right? Like you have to be able to have the right guy there. A lot of it is having the same guys playing consistently together for time because it's all a timing thing. It's all about knowing where the guy's going to be, knowing your spacing from that guy that way. If you feel something and not having to look at him, knowing where he is so you can shift or move. So a lot of it is just the synergy between the offensive line. So if we can just have some consistency, I'll be pretty happy. You know, which brings me to my next question, Bruce. Are you a fan of Western movies? Uh... Yeah. And no, like there's like, I love tombstone. I love not just the newer ones. I like, um, older movies. I've seen them all. I just, I don't John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. I watch them. Clint Eastwood movies are great. John Wayne movies are great, but I don't look at them all the time. Like I don't rewatch them. If that makes sense. Okay. Why? Man, I've probably seen every Clint Eastwood movie, uh, Western 25, 30 times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I own them all on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne's all the way back to like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, 1937. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got collections of his, right? So I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Western fan. But that kind of ruins my whole question. Well, as I, as I yawn into the as microphone. As you yawn, see, exactly. Westerns are yawning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the okay. question? Okay. What movie did Clint Eastwood star in where he killed four people and raped a woman in the first two minutes? Fistful of Dollars. It was High Plains Drifter. Yeah. That was close. High Plains Drifter. No. I mean. <laughs> I guess. No. I guess. I guess the Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just. The last takeaways from because you know it's been an entire week. I think McDuffie is showing. I think TJ Slayton is having a good summer, um, doing pretty good. And Campbell and that defense. It just let, let's talk a little bit about Wyatt and Walker, our two first round picks from this year, and Wyatt is. A man, Nimble. I don't know how else to put it, dude. Like he, nice little stuff. He looks good. Yeah. He looks good. He's got a great first step. Very explosive, right out of the uh, right out of the stance. Uh, he's got a couple of moves, a little spin move, a little swim action. He looks good. Quay Walker is the real deal. I mean, there's a reason why we picked him first, and yeah. uh, you could see it last night. Uh, him and Campbell are already joined at the hip. They they're not even speaking, and you can see. There was one there where he stopped uh, AJ Dillon in the back, and or was it Aaron Jones in the back? Aaron Jones stood him up right Jones. at the line. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Campbell, Campbell immediately is lining up to take on that right tackle because mm-hmm. he knows I'm going to take the right tackle and Quay's coming right off my ass. And as mm-hmm. soon as the ball was snapped, Campbell squared up, hit the right tackle, and there goes Quay right off his ass. Side note: DeGuara on that play completely whiffed completely blew his blocking assignment he tried to double chip the outside edge and then he turned and looked and quay had already run past him like so this is what we're seeing out of deguara flashes of brilliance flashes of ignorance right he was supposed to come out of there and you look for work and he ran to the first jersey and that guy was already engaged like he needed to get his way out and get quay and that breaks jones free Mm-hmm. Right. It's about execution. It's just like when Lombardi and the, you know, the uh, Packers sweep and they would line up and everybody knew exactly where they were going. But Lombardi was convinced that if we execute better than them, we're going to beat them. And he would run that thing back to back to back. I mean, he would just run it down their throats until they just gave up because they knew I come around the corner. The first jersey that I see, I hit that jersey because the guy behind me is hitting the second jersey. Right. Right. Deguara's got 
a little bit of learning to do. I don't think we see Deguara over Mac. Yeah, that's how I have it on my 53. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now, I don't have Deguara on the team, and that's that. It's not consistent. You need somebody that just, again, just do your job because everybody's so good around you. If you do your job, the guys that are designed to be open, for example, on a stunt or a blitz or a safety coming down, if you do your job, guess what? The dude's going to get home on offense. If you do your job, A.J. Dillon or, or Jones or Rodgers – the arguably most talented spinner of the ball in the NFL is going to do what he needs to do. Like just do your job because the talent's there, man. Like the comeback routes. I love just the sideline back shoulder throws, the timing on both sides, Watkins on the left and Dobbs on the right. I mean, you just start looking at that. So just do your job and give Aaron Rodgers 2.59 seconds to find his dude or put a hat on a hat and let Quadzilla just find the seam because he's a one-cut go dude, right? Like he's not – Aaron Jones is more, let me find, let me be patient, let me find the hole and then take it. A.J. Dillon is just, you're telling me to run to this hole. I'm going to go. I'm going to look. And if, even if it's not there, I'm still going to power through there. But if you give him that hole, lights out. But you have to do your job. And I agree with you, man. I've got Mac over DeGuara. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for Deguara, but he's just he, he, there's a there's a mental block there that he just can't seem to be able to get over. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. It's there. It's just there. It happens, you know. And Daphne's had some reps with first team now, which kind of alludes to what you're talking about. And Daphne's been a lot better. He's been willing to block a little bit more out of the backfield. So. I think Daphne might be that guy that because of special teams and how well he's doing on the special team side of it, again, you know, DeGuar is missing assignments, not doing what he's supposed to do. Daphne might be above him on the pecking order now too, because really I do anticipate Tanyan to be back. I think they're going to be very patient with him, but I do anticipate Tanyan to be back and he's the offensive weapon. Right. And then we rely a lot on our wide receivers to do the blocking and all of these guys like to block. So not too concerned about the blocking tight ends. And we have Mercedes who is a consummate professional for that role. So the rest of the guys are just, he's a snowplow. He's a snowplow. He is just, he is just not going to be moved by that first block. You know, like he just powers through that guy and looks for work. You know, that's, that's uh, Mercedes is great. Yeah. He's great, dude. So it, it just, it feels good going into next week. All right. Are you ready? So we're going to we're going to play the 49ers and I understand that this is preseason week 1 and it doesn't mean anything, but it's going to give Trey Lance an opportunity to play against our number 2s. He'll have the number 1 offense out there. He'll go up against our number 2s that we're trying to decide which ones we're going to keep and which ones we're not going to not going to keep. Trey Lance is going to put up a touchdown or even two and look fairly okay because it's our number twos and our number threes 49er group is going to lose their minds we've got the next joe montana we're winning everything all over we don't need jimmy g mark this down okay mark this down week six week six trey lance is not a starter anymore and they're, they're looking for jimmy g again Trey Lance is not ready yet. Not yet. No. And, and I don't know if he can be, and they're going to lean on Debo and we're going to see the, the, you know, the regular uh, offense of that 49ers where you got great big fat elephants on parade running lead block and stuff. And you got to do that. You know why? Because nothing else is getting you home, right? Your quarterback can't do it. Yep. Trey Lance. I think the 49ers are going to be two and four by week six and that'll be it. You know, the debacle that's going on there is we've we've talked a lot about the biggest change with this team this year is the attitude and the camaraderie and how well they're playing together. And even though they're challenging each other, I mean, we have challenges at every single position, right? We have people competing. All the news out of the 49ers is there's fistfights. They're fighting. They're not united. Shanahan even called practice completely to have a team meeting. That's not what you want heading into a season after training camp. Because you have one half the team that's Jimmy G and the other half the team that's Trey Lance. And you just made the decision. Uh, It's civil war. It's civil war. 
And Trey Lance, the only thing this poor guy can do is just start winning. Lights out. And like I said, we're going to have our twos and threes out there, and he's going to look pretty good this first week. But when he matches up against a number one defense that's out there looking for a spot, looking for the win, and when it matters, he's going to struggle. Yeah, and that's Jay- another Jalen Hurts over in Philadelphia is apparently yeah. looking a little bit better. Terrible. I'm a J- I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. The problem is, is Jalen Hurts came into the Philadelphia Eagles when they were completely rebuilding with everything going to shambles, right? So poor 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 Jalen Hurts was kind of thrown into the bottom of the barrel and they said, we'll swim, right? So I, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I think that he does a little better this year. And that division is such trash. I mean, it is such trash. You got Washington, Philadelphia. I don't even know who the other two are because I don't care. It's it's Dallas, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, remember that one division that one year when the guy that went to the playoffs only won seven games? Yeah, that was two years ago. And I think it was the Eagles that went or something like that. Just or the, you know, I don't terrible. Even know. Just terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And then Cowboy fans, oh, you know, we're all great in our division. You know exactly how we feel now with our division because our division is absolute trash. Us winning six games in our division is a fucking afterthought. That That is something that you should already be able to mark down. Five and one is automatic. Six and zero is like an eighty percent probability. Yeah, yeah, right. And if you can't do that in that trash division, who who's the other team? It's Washington, it's Philadelphia, it's Dallas. Who's the other one? Oh, and the Giants. Oh, yeah. that's how mediocre they. I can't even remember them. <laughs> right? You know what was sad is I actually had to think about that person. I know, so did I. It's like the curse of Eli. As soon as I got rid of Eli, that team went straight down. And this is what's happening with San Francisco. Yep. They're getting rid of Jimmy G, and that team is pro-Jimmy G. And now they're putting in Trey Lance. It doesn't matter. Poor Trey Lance is going to be fed to the Bears. Not the Chicago Bears, because they don't eat. Man, dude, this is just crazy. I'm reading through this right now. Two... Two fights breaking out. Wow. Punching. Marcus Johnson eventually landed Johnson in concussion protocol after a scuffle when Warner punched him. So he actually punched him so hard that he concussed his own teammate. No, sounds like he's got everything under control. Yeah, looks like looks like a Super Bowl winning team to me. Ghost 49ers go. And here's so that leads into discipline. Debo is probably like, oh, thank God I just re-signed. Woo. <laughs> exactly and here's my stat for you ready and it's short and sweet. people people that get punched and get concussed 90 percent of the time don't make the super bowl undisciplined <laughs> undisciplined undisciplined teams do what in real life action oh, flag 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 penalties right who was the least penalized team in the nfl last year the vikings the Green Bay Packers with 69 total penalties all year. Holy crap. Maybe the refs do love us. The next closest in our division would be, as I scroll up a lot, the Detroit Lions with 105. Yeah, well, they're setting the attitude. They're setting the attitude. They want to be tough to beat. And when you play that physical, sooner or later, those pops, some of those calls, too, are just because it was a loud noise. And the ref throws the flag because it's a loud noise. Yep. Whoa. Okay. Interesting here. Let's think. Let's go back to the playoffs last year and think who was in the playoffs last year. We should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Do you agree? Well, we should have won every single every yeah. single game ever. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Second to last in penalties was the Cincinnati Bengals with seventy-two total penalties all season. Okay. And how many sacks did they give up? Uh, well, <laughs> well, I'm talking about just discipline. This is what I'm talking about. 200,000 sacks per, per quarter. <laughs> per game. <laughs> and then the Colts at 76 tied with the Rams at 76 as well. So three of the teams that actually made the playoffs and made somewhat of a playoff run were very disciplined. That's why the 49ers, sorry, you know, that's why the Bucks. And the Bucks were at 97. They're about 10 or 12 from the bottom, right? I mean, they're they're, they're kind of there with, with that. But then you start working into the most penalized teams, 
Number one, Dallas Cowboys. Penalized. The most penalized. Yeah. Penal. And it had to be the Dennis, Dallas Cowboys. Well, of course. 127 penalties. Twice That's, as many. That one lone star isn't their logo. It's their Google rating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> Their Yelp rating, one star. <laughs> then the Raiders, then the Chargers, then the Cardinals, then the Texans. And the Buffalo Bills are way up there at number five also with so 113 penalties. It A penalty changes the dynamic, changes what a game does. And you've got the 40 – and the reason I brought this up, the 49ers are, are somewhere in the middle with 102, so about – 40 yeah about 40 more penalties than we did throughout the year if you think about that that's two penalties a game basic two point whatever penalties a game more it is a drive killer it is a momentum killer it is a take the points off the board killer right I mean so I see our team very disciplined that's the one thing that I can tell you other than special teams which is very concerning but the other two phases are very disciplined and I love how Aaron Rodgers and Cobby and all these guys that, that have been through it um, are making a concerted effort to vocally say how the defense is really pushing the offense to have to step up their game. They've never gone up against a defense like this in training camp, you know, and it, it's really exciting for me because once you kind of take the training wheels off, this offense is going to be perfectly fine. I'm, a, I'm actually at the point now where I'm not worried about the offense and I'm not worried about the defense. So it's pretty cool, man. But that's kind of my takeaways leading into this week with the 49ers who are going to probably beat us in the preseason game. And everybody's going to be up in arms and you alluded to it. The Niners are going to be talking their trash and saying, oh, see, we still fucking own you or whatever. And Packer fans are going to overreact. And we're just here to say, PSA, don't overreact. It's our twos and threes against a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Yep. 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 <sighs> Where are we? We're uh, we're about halfway through. You know what? It's sports trivia question time. Okay, here we go. So this is it. This is it. This is legit. Now, nah, psych. No, let's, yeah. Let's no, we're break, really going to do it. Let's take a break. We're really going to do take it. take a break. Okay, we'll take a break, and then we'll do it right after the break. Maybe. <laughs> Brussels in Belgium. Central Illinois. LA, California. Nova Scotia. Las Vegas, Nevada. Northern Wisconsin. Sweden. Sheffield. We're in Michigan. Louisville, Kentucky. Seattle. Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. Chicago, Illinois. Granger, Indiana. From Melbourne, Australia. Omaha, Nebraska. Cincinnati. From Ohio. Nebraska. San Diego. From Willow Springs, Illinois. California. Nebraska. Northern Michigan. Austin, Texas. California. LA, California. Turkey. Kansas City. Indianapolis, Indiana. Southern Cali. You are listening to Packers Without Borders. The finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris to a show watch the blow in the spotlight. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on T Public Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Breathless. Well, I shake all over Hi, I'm Amy. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Alyssa from Los Angeles. All right, I'm Andy from Sheffield. This is Chris from Nova Scotia. Hey, this is Aaron Alice from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, everybody. This is Hilmi from Turkey. I am Carla from California. G'day, this is Mel from Melbourne, Australia. This is Mick coming from Granger, Indiana. This is Soren Stortigan coming to you from Sweden. And this is Packers Without Borders. This is Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. That was a long break. That was a long break. I had to pee. Okay, let's do it. You want to do the sports trivia question? Let's Let's do it. it. Let's do it right now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Okay. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to write down the answer on a piece of paper and while wearing 
any Green Bay Packers memorabilia, franchise, jersey, shirt, hat, tattoo. I don't care. Nipple rings. Maybe not the nipple rings. Maybe not. With little Let G- me think about it. Little like blingy G's. If you if you're wearing a thong, I don't want to see that. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Ready? <clears throat> what down in distance was made infamous amongst Packer fans on January 11th, 2004? Go. So listen. You shouldn't even everyone's have to aware. You shouldn't even have to Google that. Even if you're aware, okay. So this is like 30 minutes in. If you if you give me the answer a minute after this is up, I'm gonna make you do some push-ups or something. I mean, I'm serious. I, I'm gonna be so upset. Come on, man. Listen, listen to what listen to what Bruce has to say. He's got some cool stuff to say. You've got some. Good I know stuff. everybody wants, and and now and then I say something witty. I think Carla has been pumping the heck out of us. Carla, we love you, Carla. Um, uh, hola, amiga. Uh, como esta? Huh? Ooh. I'm trying. That's native. I'm trying, man. Right there. I want to, I want to, when I go to El Paso, I want to be able to understand what your wife is saying when she's rolling her eyes and I'm in the room. 100%. <laughs> That's all. One, actually, 1 billion percent. Correct. Okay. So I'm showing Bruce what the answer is here. Yep. Yeah. Right. You yeah. remember that. Yeah, it's I mean, traumatized. Everybody measure that. Yeah. Right? Okay. So there it is. Send it to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Send it to us on uh, our Twitter at Borders Packers. Picture holding a piece of paper with that answer. Third and 11. Oh, no, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe it was first and 20. Nope, no, no. <laughs> you've, you've, maybe, you've, got it, you've got maybe it was, I don't know, third and 89. I think it was six to and five. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. How did we get six down? So, um, a I little spurt. What's no, no. that? I, I, I smoked something yesterday. All day. Weed? Weed? No. no. Oh. That? Yeah, your Wagyu steak. Man, I saw the pictures. That was fantastic. Dude. So I wanted to give you a shout out because you did walk me through the explanation of, uh, no, yeah, I prepped it. I had to, because it, it was true. So one of the, the first things you have to do with the smoker, no matter what anybody tells you is you listen to Matt and what you need to do is you need to actually smoke it first with nothing in there. Cause it smelled like plastic. It smelled like paint. Like you don't want to ruin the first cut of beef with everything that's in there. Um, so I ran it, I got a pellet grill. I didn't realize it was pellet until I actually started reading the manual. I was like, Oh, it's a pellet grill. So I got some hardwood pellets that I put in yeah. there Yeah. Uh, and, and there you go. And I smoked it for, I put it at like 350, really, really cr- burned it in with, with the smoke and it was just flaming. It was great. And then I shut it off and I turned it back on and I turned on the little auger thing to push the little pellets in there and it started doing it by itself and i call matt and i was like dude there's no what there's no smoke coming out there. there's just a big ass fire and he's like well it's too damn hot <laughs> <laughs> you're turning on the heat on that yeah so, and i knew it was 220 in about 70 minutes but it turned out being 90 minutes uh a pound that's uh, how mine is that's how mine is it it shows you have the same chart i have and my smoker is if it says 70 to 90 minutes per pound i'm 90 minutes per pound by 90 minutes. I mean, you can almost set your bloody watch to it. But that's like everybody's, right? Like uh, our stove in this uh, house here, if it says 30 to 35 minutes, it's 29 minutes, right? Yeah. At the stove at our old house, it's if it says 30 to 35 minutes, it's 41, 42 minutes. Exactly. Right? It, 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 it gives you just a frame of reference. That's why I said to you, if it's supposed to take five hours, check it at hour four. Mm-hmm. And when you check it at hour four, then you find out, okay, I know I've got it set to 225 or 220, but really it needs to go, you know, 230. And I called you an hour and a half before. And I was like, dude, I just put the thermometer in. It's at 137. I wanted it 154, right? So I was like, okay. So I took the thermometer out. And of course, dad, dad duty, 
yeah ensues so i'm ready to take it out and they're like oh can you go do this so i was gone for 30 minutes i left it in the smoker 30 minutes too long and it got up to 163 and it was a little over still juicy but not where i wanted it but it's pretty damn precise and it's got an app to it so it alerts you of what's going on i probably should have used the app since i wasn't going to be there and just have shut off from my phone i probably should have shut off the the grill but i didn't but the I would have I would have taken it out, wrapped it, wrapped it in foil, wrapped it in a towel, and left it on the counter. Yeah, because it would have continued that. to cook, right? You remember that the the, the meat is, is a great big muscle, and that thing will hold the heat long after you're done cooking it. That's why you let it rest, right? Because then the juices kind of come back to it, mm -hmm. right? You honestly on your first try that's way better than my first try my first try it was so overdone we had to douse it in gravy right tasted great but it was had to douse it in gravy and then the next time it was so underdone i didn't have a problem with it it was nice and rare for me i liked it but my kids needed me to throw it on the uh on the uh, skillet for a couple of minutes each side just to kind of darken it up a bit now my girls love the if it's making noise, they'll stick it in their mouth, you know, like it's, if it's mooing, or yeah. like, it's just, they love just we're medium, they're medium rare is yeah. usually the way they go. And like a filet, they'll, they'll do closer to rare than medium rare because they know they always put it out on a hot plate. Like when you go to a restaurant and you get a filet, always ask for one level below what you want, even like good steakhouses, because when they let it rest, they usually put it like on a hot plate because by they're trying, they're trying to do the prep. Yeah. Yeah. The trimmings, they're going to put it on a hot plate. So you're going to get an extra level. So if you want medium rare order medium or order rare, if you want medium or order medium rare, and you'll have a perfect steak whenever you go anywhere because they just sit it there. So I've learned that the resting and letting stuff sit there, but I just, cause I do it with grilling and the smoking is just the same thing. It's just a matter of the timing when you take it out, but with the thermometer, there's there's no guessing it's 154 pull it out or maybe 150 pull it out and then wrap it and then just let it sit so next time should be pretty good but i used the hardcore carnivore the black and i mixed it with great american cattle company which is here local when you come here you'll we'll get you some of that stuff dude from a ranch out here that has just great beef great restaurant and i mixed that up but that sat in my fridge for three days marinating in beer and its juices and i uh, had cheesecloth on it. So I kind of aged it a little bit in cheesecloth too. So it was just, it was, I usually, uh, I, I put it in there and I saran wrap it so it doesn't breathe. And all it does is just soak in that. And then that way, when you take the meat out, uh, from its beer bath, it's almost not pink anymore. Oh yeah. You that's know? how mine was. It was all of it was, you know, I did put the cheesecloth and then after I seasoned it, rubbed it, put the beer on there, I wrapped it in the cheesecloth and put that in a tray. And then I saran wrapped it, left it. Covered. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let it breathe. Don't yeah. let it breathe. Oh. We did a pork. We did that pork butt that I did uh, the last weekend. And it was the first time that all I did was I wrapped it. And because I didn't have a, uh, uh, a big enough size of a bowl or anything to put it in. So I just saran wrapped that after having the rub on it. I just saran wrapped that. And that's the way I'm doing it from now on because that rub did not want to come off of there. Normally, when you don't do that and you let it have its space, if you pick it up, oh, some of the rub came off, some of the rub came off over here, and you're trying to cover it back up. I saran wrapped it, the meat itself, saran wrapped it like a bloody sandwich you put in your kid's backpack. Yeah. And I mean, and I made it tight too, so that that way none of the juices came out. It couldn't breathe at all. And that rub stuck on there. You know, what's the next thing I'm going to do. I'm going to try. Pork like, butt. No, I think I want to make some chicken wings, like little, I want to make little chicken wings, smoke chicken wings somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken wings Not are okay good. in the smoker. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. I like them. I like my chicken wings fried. Well, I'm figuring if I can smoke them and then just get the flavor in there and then just sear the shit out of them to get that nice crunch on the outside. But just from a flavor uh, on the inside. I like doing whole chickens. We put a whole chicken in there and mm -hmm. it really has no prep. Like you take the chicken out, you pat dry it, you put the rub everywhere underneath. I take a uh, orange or a uh, grapefruit, I uh, cut it in half and I stick that inside the uh, chicken mm -hmm. and then I throw it right in the smoker and you smoke it till she's done. And then what I do is, is I break it up, I get it all ready 
And then I put it back in the fridge, saran wrap in a tray or whatever overnight. And then we eat it the next day because that smoke, it, when you're standing in front it's of the intense. smoker all day, it's intense. Yeah. Like when you're standing in front of the smoker all day, you don't really taste it when you're eating it that night. But when you wait the next day, you go, Whoa, this has got way too much smoke. And then you start to adjust before I used to just fill my smoker to the top. Ah, I smoked the shit out of it. Now I'm like, a eh, quarter, maybe a third of it. I just want a little bit of that smoke in there. I still want to taste the rub. I still want to taste the meat. The meat is the the guest of honor. You want to be able to taste the meat. Yeah, and that's where you saw my smoke ring, but it was pretty yeah. thick. And a lot of it was because I didn't see it. I was expecting smoke billowing out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the way it works. So I kept pushing the auger and I think I overfed it. So, I mean, I got my smoke ring, but it was yeah. when I had that first bite, I was like, that just, that doesn't even taste like meat. It just tastes like smoke. Hickory. Yeah. It tastes like, yeah. it's like mesquite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it. You've got to adjust for your machine, right? Everybody's got different smokers. Everybody's got different techniques. It's just like the stoves in everybody's houses, right? It's just like the fridges in everybody's houses, right? All these appliances have their little nuances and you've just got to figure it out. And you know what? On your first try, buddy, that looks fantastic. That looked absolutely fantastic. Looked very edible. Yeah, it <laughs> you was. Know? I bet. I bet. It looked good. And that's what I'm going to have to do because... <sighs> I feel like crying. Why? I'm just emotional, man. Uh, my daughter has her first boyfriend. I know when you have a boy, you have to worry about one little prick. When you have a girl, you have to worry about them all. And he's a good kid, man. But just seeing her face and, you know, the, the takeaway for me is just seeing that she's happy makes it a lot easier, you know, and they've been somewhat, they've been hanging out all summer, probably about seven or eight months. Right. And he was real patient. She was actually getting kind of uh, irritated that he wasn't committing. And we were kind of at the point, well, like if this kid's not going to do anything, dude, like you need to just kind of move on. You know, there's guys that just don't commit. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but nope happened yesterday. And the only thing I could tell her, um, uh, because we've talked about this in the past, but there's no manual to being a dad because as much as my dad showed me everything he could, you know, you, you take what you can from your grandparents, from whoever it is, and you you kind of take bits and pieces and you remove the excess of things that you didn't like when you were growing up. You know, my dad had his issues. He was a great dad, but he had his issues that I'm, that I'm trying not to pass on to my kids. You know, he died pretty young, so it's a little bit unfortunate. Um, but the only thing I can tell my kids is it comes down to three rules, man. And I know we talked about this early, early on in the podcast when we first kind of started doing this dad stuff, but it is you respect others. Others respect you and you respect yourself. Those are my three rules. Yeah. Anything that they're trying to do in life in dating a guy and going out and doing whatever it is because we can't stop them from doing it. And I know we joke around and all dads joke around about, I'm going to be in my whitey tighties with a shotgun. No, once it actually, you get into the legitimacy of, of having a daughter um, that is now turning into a young woman, you want communication. You want them not to hide stuff from you. So those types of conversations, as much as you joke around about it, it's better that they understand that you're there just there to support them in case they fall. That's the only thing you can do. See, I, I have three rules for my daughter too. And it's not until you're 30. Did you listen to rule number one? And why are you asking for a third rule? It's not till you're 30. And I'm in hopes that it doesn't happen till she's 16 or 17. <laughs> it's, it's probably already happening. I mean, my daughter turned 16 last month and it's done. It's and it's probably, it's probably already somewhat happened, right? Like you, you sense and you feel because they talk about boys, you kind of overhear conversations with the mom of things that they're talking about and you hear how they talk with their friends. And so, you know, it's coming, but I mean, my wife was a mess yesterday and it wasn't because of the boyfriend so much as it was just realizing that our kids are growing up and it's like, damn, you know, like just enjoy every minute of them being young, being small, like when they're babies, you know, you just, you, you sleepless nights, you, you can't, it's just, 
having to pack 20 things just to go to the store for two minutes. And then people looking at you side-eyed when the baby's crying and there's nothing you can do about it. And then learning how to duct tape your child when you take them out in public. (laughs) (laughs) The proper technique in duct taping. (laughs) You don't leave too much of a mark, but no. (laughs) Everything sounds like I love you through duct tape. Exactly. (laughs) And then the third one comes around and even maybe with the second one where it's like, uh, you, you, whatever. And you see them fall and you see them do that and you just don't freak out as much. Then finally you settle in and you've got all three kids kind of getting, um, finding their way. And then they, they decide they start finding their way. And, Every day is a battle. Every day is really hard. Every day there's some drama, especially with three girls. But then you realize this year's almost over and she's already 16. This one's already 12. This one's already, you know, and it's just, it's hard because it's the shitty part of it, which is honestly like just women and drama and just all of that, that on a daily basis just fucking stresses you out. Now, And you have to be patient and you have to be like, I am now this, I explode still every once in a while. I do, man, I explode because I hold it in because I realize I have to be this like even keeled, no matter, even though the world is falling apart, whether it's because this is why I yell daily and everybody goes, well, that guy's crazy. I, I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have anger issues because as soon as it happens, I get rid of it immediately. Mm-hmm. And I know in my head that I'm just spouting off. Give me 10, 15 seconds and I'll spout off and it doesn't matter. I'm going to go back. You know how many times, I mean, you've been on the phone with me and some guy cuts me off. I'm like, what the hell are you looking at, you idiot? And you just laugh away. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me. Two minutes later, I forget that that happened. See, that's what happens. Like I let stuff go, but women do not let stuff go. So you have to be real cautious of what you say, whether you don't, not that you... You see what's going on in the background there. There's the drama again. Like it just never, st- it just oozes from the walls. Like I should just paint my walls. What color in drama colors? I don't know what the fucking color is, but it just oozes from the walls 24 hours a day. I'll tell you what drama colors are purple and gold. Is it gold or is it like, isn't it? No, it's just concentrate, it's concentrated it's yellow. yellow. Yeah. It's concentrated it's urine. yellow. It's urine. It's blue it's, balls. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, blue balls. <laughs> it's choking, choking, <laughs> and urine. Choking on urine. Choking on urine. <laughs> Those yeah. are the colors. I mean, that's why there's one sperm on the side of the helmet. Mm. Whenever a Vikings fan says something to me, I always ask them, why is there just one sperm on the... And they go, that's not a sperm, it's a horn. And I'm like, yeah, you need to take a good look at that. It, to me, that looks like a sperm. That's a horn knee. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So... Just keep checking on me, buddy, because I'm going to be going, we're going to have a lot of talks about me going through the first boyfriend because she's happy now. And if you're listening, son, just wait. The second you break her heart, I'm I'm coming. Fucking destroy you. I'm coming. And Matt's coming. coming. It was so funny. As soon as I told (laughs) Matt yesterday, I'll I'll give you guys a peek behind the curtain because, you know, we talk every day. We're, we're, best friends and uh he's my best friend (laughs) so i tell him and he's like oh oh he's like i'm gonna drive down to the border (laughs) what's the purpose if you coming into the united states it's like uh go ahead my buddy's got a girl got a daughter that's 16 and she has a new boyfriend they would have said oh right this way sir Take my card. I know exactly what you're going through. Do you yeah. need a, go do you need a motorcade? <laughs> I don't even need a. I don't even need an address. Just a slight picture. <laughs> <laughs> even with one him of him walking away, that'll do. Yeah. Now he's a good, <laughs> he's a good kid. Um, he did uh, fuck up yesterday when he came and picked her up. He didn't open the car door, and he usually does. But now he felt comfortable as to not open the car door. So I'm going to address that with him. I don't know. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's this whole equal rights thing always throws me for a loop. Like I open the door. I open the door. When we go walking into a restaurant or we go walking into a store, I open the door for my wife. 
But she walks around and she gets into the truck. She's a grown woman. She can get into the vehicle. Now, is she carrying something? She got a lot of stuff. Then I open the door. Obviously, I help her and I make sure that, you know, she's not carrying a lot of stuff and I'm just standing there holding my dick. But not every day, not all the time. But if you're going on a date with her. Yeah. I saw you. The dad's watching. If the dad's watching, 100 percent. Yeah. You can't go the other way. That's like you might as well have just grabbed her ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just wait until she starts going to the lingerie boutiques. Oh, no, dude. She's way past that already with my mom. Uh, That's she digging out stuff. Yeah, she's not like, yeah, dude. She's no fuck you. (laughs) You know what? No, 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 dude. I'm like months behind you. Okay. Don't don't throw it into the universe. You've never thought of that? You've never thought of that? Yes, but no. <laughs> the frustration in Bruce's face right now. Yes, but no. <laughs> Why? Why? I completely forgot about that for a little while. No. Just wait. Dude. Just wait no. Dude. Shut wait. it. Shut it. Just wait. Just wait. And it's going to go down the line too, right? Because the younger daughters are going to ask the older daughter for advice you, and things like you that. You should have seen how. Well, that's good though, because they, they do talk is a lot. It? About they they do it? because they have the yes, the <laughs> secrets and the, the talking amongst them and helping them out. Like that, that's good. That's not an issue yeah. at all. Yeah. It's, yeah. You should have seen how happy they were for her that she had a boyfriend. Like they were just ecstatic. <laughs> This is so awesome. This is this is this is this is what I want you. This is what I want you to do for me. Okay, Mm. you need to lay down one rule with your daughter and her boyfriend. Don't get pregnant. Any gift that he buys her, you get to see. That eliminates the Victoria's Secret gift cards. It eliminates the stuff that she needs to go pick out for herself. And it suddenly becomes things like stuffed animals and (laughs) headphones, shoes. Yeah. 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 It's terrible, man. I'm I'm terrified. (laughs) I'm terrified. I try to put on a brave face. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm just like, honestly, honestly, in my heart of hearts, I'm, I'm praying for a stroke. <laughs> you know, like you want a new co-host for me, for me, <laughs> so that I just I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to. I just don't want to. I don't want to grow up. I don't I, want to. Yeah, I'm a Toys R Us kid. Yeah, terrible. So it was tough, man. But yeah, just check on my well-being. <laughs> I will. Check on his well-being. I will. My, my daughter can hold her own. That's what I like about her, dude. She's, she's you know, with up. women, with women, I can hold my own. And that, that's usually what they tell me to do. Yeah. If you've got any questions for us for Mailbag Monday, don't forget you can email us at PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. That's all one word, PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. You can DM us there. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Appreciate all the help, everyone. Member Packers Without Borders on Patreon, please. If you are so kind as to not make us beg for a dollar, but give us a dollar at patreon.com slash Packers Without Borders. There you go. And don't forget about audible.com backslash Packers Without Borders free trial. Audibletrial.com slash Packers Without Borders. Or that one. Or that one, too. That's the one that works. That's the one that works. That's the one that gets us paid. Uh, We'll see you on Monday, Mailbag Monday. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And Go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. This is the end
This is 